everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama K. Hey, everybody. And please welcome back former guest and now current guest once again, Griffin. Uh, hi, it's been a while, but uh, it's nice to be back. Nice to be back. And tonight we are doing the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. We were supposed to do this months and months ago, but it didn't go to very many theaters. It went to a couple, but... Uh, not any that were widely accessible, so we kind of postponed it, and now that it's available on streaming for free on Prime, and everyone's in their house still, we figured this would be a good time to bring it back around. Uh, so Griffin was originally supposed to be on that episode, he's back on with us here, because I don't think uh, Nicole or Jess have any interest in the Jay and Silent Bob view of universe, the Kevin Smith <laughs> films. Um, we, oh, this is actually recommend that. I know you you we love the Kevin Smith and uh, uh, that's why we have the, that's why we have you on. Uh, but uh, well, okay, someone who recommended this to us again. Someone recommended this to us. So so yeah, so Renee recommended it to us. She uh, was our guest pod host on. Um, oh my gosh, we just it just it was the girl one. Here I go. <laughs> not the, the I mean it was a simple favor. I remember even though I was not on that episode. <laughs> It was a simple favor. Yeah. Uh, she was a guest uh, co-host on a simple favor. And um, she and her husband, actually, the, the Kevin Smith little tour thing that went along with the movie came here to Portland, Maine. And uh, she and her husband had tickets and went and uh, saw it there. So, uh, yeah, this is a recommendation from her. Nice. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for contributing to the show once again. Um, and so Kevin Smith films, uh, before we get into this one, uh, most famously, he came out with a very small $30,000 black and white independent film in 1994 called Clerks. Uh, and then he has since made tons of different little comedies. Uh, Chasing Amy is a very popular. Uh, this one is a re- reboot, uh, wink, wink, to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, <laughs> which came out about 18 years ago. And he has since done a bunch of weirdo movies such as Red State uh, and then the Walrus movies uh, with like Tusk and uh, whatever yeah. that one where the Nazis are made of sausages. Um, <laughs> so he's 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 done a bunch of weirdo <laughs> shit, but he, he was originally known for these uh, kind of stoner slacker comedies. And now he's bringing a whole crew of his old people back together. Uh, I guess I'll read the synopsis right here for the Jay You could reboot. say he was rebooting it. He was what? Is it a remake or is it a reboot? Rebooting his uh, his status, you know? We will talk about that. Uh, when Jay and Silent Bob discover that Hollywood is rebooting an old movie based on them, the clueless duo embark on another cross-country mission to stop it all over again. Very simple yeah. uh, plot there. It's very similar to the plot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And they, they point that out. Quite a bit. Uh, so Kevin Smith movies, I like several of them. I like many of his early ones, and I like Red State a lot. Uh, I don't care for the Walrus one. I, I it has oh, you don't one like Tusk? Re- I like one scene in Tusk a lot, and then the rest is pretty bad. But there's one I scene in Tusk. Tusk because I like Tusk because it's just so weird. It is really weird. It's too boring, though, in the middle. Like, it shouldn't be as boring as it is, but then, like, that lat, there's that one part at the end where I don't even want to want to tusk. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, just burned into your brain forever now. It's that the end of Tusk is really good. Uh, but he'd made other flop kind of comedies like Jersey Girl and Cop Out. And uh, he made Zack and Mary make a porno. People like that one. I like that one. Uh, but okay. I'll start with you, Mama Kay. What, uh, what do you think of Kevin Smith's oeuvre? Yeah, so, I mean, I remember Clerks when it first came out. Um, I don't know that I saw it right then, but um, I definitely was on board with Chasing Amy and Dogma. Um, I the first time I saw dogma, I was just sort of like, I don't really even know exactly what I'm watching here. Um, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you have to be, you have to be on board for whatever it is that you're watching because it otherwise, I don't know. I think it's just too, you have to be okay with not exactly knowing the mind of Kevin Smith. It's everything is very insular. And, and this movie particularly that we're reviewing tonight is, Mm -hmm. uh, super meta. So, um, there, you know that I don't. I've never seen Zach and Mary make a porno, and that has to be on my list. Somewhere. That's actually that Nicole really, really likes that movie, and she doesn't really care yeah. for the other ones. But Nicole loves Zach that's, and Mary. I also that's the one with Seth yeah. Rogen, right? That's the one with Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. So There's even a character so I, from that that pops up in this. So that's interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't think because I didn't think well, that one there's... was connected. The oh, those characters from his first six movies, which are the, the the clerks chasing Amy universe with all the Jay and Silent Bob people. Yeah. But I always thought uh, that um, that the uh, the Zach and Mary was in a different universe, but apparently not. He made a lot of references yeah. for the the cop out in the Jersey Girl movie that he also did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very self deprecating on those uh, appropriately. So yeah, because uh, those are those are terrible. Yeah, because. You couldn't, you couldn't not be, you can't, you can't make a case for that. So even yeah. Kevin Smith. Um, so yeah, so that, and then of course, you know, the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movies. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm, 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 I'm kind of halfway there with, with his, with, you know, what he's got in his catalog. And Griffin, you were probably the biggest fan out of the three of us. I think you like the majority of his movies, correct? Yes. I love all of his movies. Uh, <laughs> at least, <laughs> uh, though I've seen, Almost all of them. I'd seen. I haven't seen the. What was the one that you said? The red, red, red state. Something? Yeah, I haven't seen red that. State. That's a horror movie. That is not really. I mean, it, I think there's some funny moments because he just. He, that's how he writes. But that's actually like a horror movie, and that's it's really good. I love that movie. I was gonna say I was gonna. I was thinking about checking it out because I, I mean it's the only one I've seen, so I might as well finish the whole collection of. The old guy from Tusk, the old crazy guy, is like the main yeah. guy in Red State, and he's like a he's like a racist preacher. Oh. <laughs> Sounds, sounds pretty good oh. pretty good and already. John, John Goodman's uh, one of the main guys in it. You'd like it. <laughs> All of this sounds like something I want to avoid. So thanks for sharing. Red State's great. I'm surprised yeah, you wanted to watch this movie at all. All right. So you have a, fa- you have a favorite one, uh, G? I mean, for me, it's probably, I mean, it's probably still Clerks. And then Red State and Chasing Amy are kind of two and three for me. And then after, after that, it's kind of like a mixed bag. And there's a couple I really don't care for. But for the most part, I, I, I those three I really love. Yeah. So the first... I love the both the Clerks movies. I saw Clerks 2 first because I wasn't That's very wrong. That's very wrong of you. <laughs> I, I, I know well, I did all backwards, but like I, I saw that movie first and I'm like, oh, I, it looks interesting. Might as well watch it. And then I looked back and looked uh, Kevin Smith up on the internet and then I was like, oh, I guess I should watch his, all of his other movies because, I mean, the first the Clerks 2 was still really good. But I think probably Clerks 1 and Mallrat were my two favorites. Uh, like, I like all the characters. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about mall rats. Well, I mean, out of the first three, it's my least favorite. It's okay, like it's fine, but like, I, like chasing Amy's like real. I think chasing Amy's really good, and Clerks is like special. So, oh, Clerks yeah. has the most classic characters. That's why. Yeah, it's that is true. So I think we've talked about enough of Kevin Smith's shit. If you haven't seen this, uh, it is on Amazon Prime free with your subscription. So go check it out if you have any interest. We're going to spoil it, and there's a lot of things to talk about. We'll try to we'll try to keep it as concise as possible but it's gonna be tough uh so spoilers <laughs> now we rate things here at films with a woman in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie we start at the quick stop as many of these movies do dante <laughs> looking schlubby as ever still can't open the gates someone jammed him in the locks bunch of savages in this town uh next door the old vhs rental place has now been uh been turned into a chicken restaurant what is it cock smoker cock smokers which which is very frequently used in different uh different kevin smith movies uh and uh, the police show up they throw a smoke bomb in there and out come jay and silent bob who have a grow operation a a weed growing operation in there uh, and they go to court, and uh, they meet Jason Long. Jason Long's character in this, who is the same character Justin he played. Long. Jason Just, Long. Just, Justin. Justin Long. Yeah, I'm confusing. Justin Long. I'm confusing yeah. Jason Lee, which we'll get in five minutes. Uh, yes, Justin Long, <laughs> who is reprising his character from Zack and Mary Make a Porno. He's the same guy, except instead of being a male porn uh-huh. star, he is now a lawyer. Um but that's that's fine, uh, and uh, he he first defends them against uh, against the state of New Jersey <laughs> against uh, Craig Robinson, who is the who is the bailiff, yes. uh, and uh, he's the judge. He's sorry, he's the judge. Uh, Joe Man <laughs> Joe Mangalioni Joe Manganiello Joe Manganiello is the is the, uh, the he's the bailiff. He's the bailiff. Very soon, yeah. you get the idea that there will just be nothing but an endless string of Kevin Smith regular cameos <laughs> after you've already have like five yeah. or six in the first couple minutes. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. So that's the first court case. The second one uh, immediately, uh, Justin Long goes to the other side to the uh, to the plaintiff side, uh, and he says uh, Saban Films is who he's representing, and uh, they <laughs> they acquired the rights to not just. The Jay and Silent Bob movie made 18 years ago, the fictional one that they try to stop 18 years ago, but they also own the names and identities of Jay and Silent Bob. So, 
Once again, Jay and Silent Bob upset with the system. They go and talk to their old pal Brody, uh, Jason Lee's character, in his uh, in his comic book shop. And uh, they're like, we got to go stop this movie now because they tried to stop the one from before. And they got to go stop this one after very long pop culture debates on reboots and remakes and the death of malls and mall rats <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're going to and take Marvel. And Marvel, uh, it's a, my lift. Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Don't, don't forget about Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go on a long cross-country journey, running into several old friends and old pals and a bunch of people that they and some and some new ones as well. Uh, mainly Millie, uh, um, real full name Millennium Falcon, uh, played by Harley Quinn yeah. Smith, Kevin Smith's <laughs> real life daughter. Who in this film is Jay's illegitimate daughter from uh, her his old his old flame Justice, uh, once again played by Shannon Elizabeth, uh, and uh, uh, Millie has her own crew that gets assembled, and the, the four of her crew as well as Jay and Silent Bob travel to uh, what's it Chronicon? Is that what it's called? The Blunt Man and Chronic. Chronicon. Uh, Blunt Man uh, and Chronicon. Yeah. Their big, their big Comic Con festival uh, to to stop uh, an important scene that filmmaker Kevin Smith. Uh, that yes, the the same Kevin Smith who's in this very very meta uh, is making the new Bloodman Chronic film. They're gonna try to stop it, uh, but uh, Millie and friends have ulterior plans. So that's it. It's a road trip movie, and then they get there, and then stuff happens at the Comic Con. So the plot of this movie, right. Mama K, what do you think? Oh wow, the plot is not the strong point of this movie. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically one thing to the next. I'm not quite sure why you go from. Uh, wherever they were, were they in New Jersey, I'm assuming, to Louisiana, to Chicago to try to get to Hollywood. That seems to be the worst way uh, uh, possible. Or Chicago to Louisiana, I guess it was, um, to get there by car. But they're not in the no-fly zone. Right, because they're on, they're, they're on no-fly from at least Southwest Airlines. Because um, Smith was too fat. Right, another inside yeah. joke. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, so... Um, the plot of this movie is really there's only one thing that actually surprised me and that's at the very end which we'll probably talk about but otherwise the plot is like okay this is this is a buddy comedy trying to get across the united states they pick up some you know new faces along the way and i don't care about this journey at all so uh as far as plot i'm giving it a one and a half what do you think generously uh so Mostly the plot is kind of jumbled because there's just, it's mostly just a bunch of random cameos and like callbacks to all the old movies of Kevin Smith movies. So I'm not a huge fan of the plot in this movie because it's not, it doesn't actually have its own individual story. It's just building off of what was already great about it. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's what they're trying to do, of <laughs> course, but like, uh, I'd probably give it like a two. Yeah, this movie is winning no new fans. This is pure masturbatory session yeah. for Kevin Smith and his diehard fans and his buddies who made the movie. It is it is purely it is the highest of fan service I've seen in a, quite a while. Um, yeah, you you can't if you have never seen any Kevin Smith movies, there's zero chance you will enjoy this. If you've seen a bunch of them or all yeah. of them, and you like the cut of his jib and you like everything else he's done, it's a decent it's a decently f- like nice revisit to all these old men uh, who are all in their like late forties and early fifties now. Kind of sad to see. Yeah, it gets ugly at certain places. Yeah, it is yeah. somewhat sad. But <laughs> like I, at, at times, point. at times that does actually work to its advantage. So the plot is like the plot of Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back is terrible. The, the, the plot of Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back <laughs> is terrible. This being the reboot of that is equally terrible. Um, it's it, it yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. It's really mostly just a bunch of like vignettes loosely tied together to get like there's the beginning part there's the different road trip stops and then they have the big thing at the end at the convention and um it all it like none of it makes any sense as far as like why did these characters join here why did uh, they do this over here like you said okay the path makes no sense to get there so you can't look at it like that um if I look at the plot for like the themes it's going for and like uh, the commentary on reboot remaking nature, as well as a surprisingly, uh, I found it somewhat touching father daughter story. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to be the highest on the plot out of two five. It's uh, I think mostly, really? mostly for yeah. theme. Well, mostly because one it's, it's, if it's going to retread Jane Silent Bob strikes back, 
I think it does that very well because that movie equally makes no sense on how they get anywhere or do anything or why anything's the way it is. Um, but I think it does that the same and then also has some good themes that I really like, actually. So I'm not as low on the plot. I might be lower on other things, but I'm not as low on the plot. I'm a two and a half for the plot. Um, but the characters... When you say it that way, before we go to the characters, when you say it that way, do you find, do you think that this was like a tongue-in-cheek reboot? Like he made it even more ridiculous like the way that they got to hollywood than you know what i'm saying is i think it, it was more ridiculous of... in the first one yeah jay and silent bob strikes back is equally i think they're about the same level of ridiculousness like in the first one they hitchhike with carrie fisher who's a nun then they get picked up by the literal right. mystery inc then they get picked up by like a yeah. sean william scott <laughs> who's like a peace love dope hippie with a bunch of female diamond right. thieves who are posing as animal rights activists like none of it makes any damn right. sense at all and they're being chased by will ferrell who's a a like parks <laughs> officer he's not even like a real cop and he's going over state line like dude i totally i missed him i in totally forgot movie. about that that's the one that's the one person we didn't get that's not the i mean there's a couple but like yeah like this makes equally as little sense as that does like they go they stop like why are they at a clan they're at a clan meeting at one point why did they do that (laughs) we don't need to do that at all and like um (laughs) i like fred armison's bit in this but it's it's so like none of it makes any sense the and the and yeah it it, it, I think it equally makes no sense as the first one, but I like the, the, the themes and the through lines enough to not tank it. Problem also yeah. is that uh, I didn't really find the, the the moments were touching. Like, I didn't feel the daughter thing wasn't touching because uh, you're going to well. hear from me later because I did not like the... I did not like the girl. <laughs> so let's do the yeah. Uh, let's do that. Let's oh. do the characters now. So we have Jay and Silent Bob, obviously Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith returning. Harley Quinn Smith, I guess, is our third hand. She plays Millie, uh, Jay's estranged daughter. Uh, then there are uh, her friends, uh, Jihad. Uh, yes, that's her name. Uh, <laughs> Shan Yu oh, and um, Soapy is the is the deaf girl. Uh, so that's that's our four. Sopia? Oh, Sopapia. 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 Yeah, like a <laughs> like the little dessert. So that's the that's the new girls. So the original girl squad was all like you know mid twenties uh, white girls. So now they've got youth and diversity, as as they say. Um, and uh, <laughs> right. so then you got a million cameos. I I mean you got you know Justice Justice is back, Dante's back, Brody's back, Alyssa Jones is back. Uh, Jennifer Schwalbeck Smith plays Miss McKenzie because you got to have your wife in the movie too. Uh, we already said Craig Robinson, <laughs> Joe Manganiello, uh, Justin Long as well. Uh, ben Affleck, Ben Affleck at the end. No, uh, uh, Matt no Damon for some reason. Tommy Chong, Val Kilmer, Melissa Benoit, Brad oh, Armisen, Molly Shannon, Ralph Garman, Rosario Dawson, Adam Brody, Dan Fogler, yeah. Jason Biggs, and James Vanderbeek. Uh, <laughs> most of the original cast of Clerks, Keith Coogan, Stan Lee at the very end. Chris Hemsworth as a hologram. You can see where this is going there is a lot okay. there's a lot of characters yes Do you know chris jericho was the kkk yes. wizard what? i mean yeah just, I, that's what i said yes, chris of jericho course was kkk man kate mccucci D- yeah. uh, Dietrich Bay, uh, david desmalchian okay i said enough what do you think of the characters griffin uh so there's <laughs> only a few characters i don't like and it's basically it's, the, it's really only the girl the millie the millennium falcon <laughs> That is the only really Falcon. Like. Falcon. It should be say. F- my least favorite character is the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> well, call her by her official name, not using that nickname. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, but the only real Why reason don't I like don't her, like though? her is because she's just kind of flat and like not interesting. Like okay. I, I did, out, of, out of all the girls, she I was at least somewhat invested in the other girls. Like I thought Jihad, you know, a funny name for. Uh, for a Muslim person, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, I love the the Asian lady. She's she's amazing. Because I love how she just stares and like whispers in the camera. Yeah, Which, she's she actually did give us a good laugh. when she's always whispering and getting real close to people's faces. I actually I, I did laugh. Yes, I, I like that. I loved that. Yeah, I think really she's good. my favorite character of like the girl gang. Yeah. What do you think of our side yeah. characters, returning or otherwise? Obviously, uh, I like uh, the cutaway scene at the beginning with uh, Matt Damon with the talking about Dogma. I thought that was really that was kind of just randomly thrown in there, but like I thought it was yeah. a good explanation. About they just wanted Matt Damon in for ninety seconds because he narrates it for yeah. one scene and then we never hear or see from him again. <laughs> I don't know why it's in the movie, but I still liked it just because it would be it added a little more to the other movie 
Yeah, Adam more to Dogma. Yeah, that's true. We talk about Loki and we have Loki and Thor in this movie. We have Loki and Thor. Yeah, Matt Damon. He has C. He's the original Loki. He was Loki before it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I'm assuming Griffin, you love Jay and Silent Bob because I believe you. Oh yeah, they make the whole movie. And, uh, I mean, Jay, Jay's great, but I, Silent Bob's still probably my favorite character out of all of them. Because he's probably, he does the most impact in the story, and he says actually nothing. How do you feel about Randall not being included? Because Randall is the only oh, of the real, of the core, because I know you're the Randall guy. Breaks my heart. And, uh, that's why that's why I like the current Clerks movie so much, because uh, Dante and Randall have the best chemistry of like any all, all the movies I've seen so far. Jeff Anderson, the actor who plays Randall, does not like playing Randall. He he had to be dragged back into Clerks 2. He does not like doing these movies anymore. He's apparently agreed to Clerks 3, because I guess, I, I, I don't know, he doesn't have anything else really going on, but yeah, said, Je- I, Jeff, I Anderson does not, Jeff Anderson does not like coming back for this stuff, so that does not surprise me he's not here. Brian O'Halloran will do anything. Brian O'Halloran come, will come back as three characters in one movie. He doesn't care. But uh, Jeff Anderson yeah, he was like not. He was shoved at the beginning of this movie and at the very end. Yeah, he's Dante, and then he's also himself in a weird black and white cameo, and then he's also a newscaster. So, I mean, you know, he'll, he'll do whatever. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what do you give the characters, then? Give him uh, a one girl just lays it down so much, uh, but, like, uh, I'll give it a <laughs> three-five. A three-five? Okay, that's a little lower than I thought you would. You, you, she really tanks it for you. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, because I just didn't like she the story like between... Her and Jay, it was, yeah. it's just so unbelievable, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's not. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the most unbelievable thing in this movie. Um, okay, yeah. what do you think that. of the characters? <laughs> I mean, I understand where Griffin's coming from when he's saying it's most un- unbelievable. I mean, it's an unbelievable. It, tr- it they try to make it be a, an actual story arc where this movie is not about. It's not about story story arcs. That, yeah, it's not about that at all. It's just about, oh my god, I remember this. Oh, I missed the, uh, you know, when I saw um, the girl from Chasing Amy, and I was like, this is great. I need to go back and watch that again. Um, it was just... I watched that a couple it, months it made, ago. Chasing it, Amy holds up. It's still really good. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. It's still Probably really 10 good. years. Yeah. So I, mm. yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites. Um, so... I, I mean, I do love Jay and Silent Bob. I could have been, I it could have been okay with me to not have like my first introduction in this film of Jay being him, <laughs> you know, standing doing there a signature pretty move, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was and, the, and I'm like, that's his classic, uh, his classic go-to move. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna tuck it. Yeah, I got it. But you know, we're getting these, these people are getting up in age, and that's part of my problems with some of the characters. Is that he's I, like forty-seven? I, Come on, that's why he's bringing back the they're, reboot. They're, they're rebooting. They're bringing up the, he's bringing the tuck back. Uh-huh. No, that's not what's happening. Uh, you know, when that was like kind of a bummer for me, and also when I see older, I mean, Val Kilmer was just like, no, oh, Val right? Kilmer's looking rough. <laughs> that was so hard for me to watch. I mean. I'm good. Hemsworth was great. I I love that cameo. I didn't understand it one bit, uh, much like the Matt Damon cameo that I did not understand one bit, but it was great. Those are two of my favorite pieces, too. I mean, I like how they were they were just like trying to play play with the audience. It's like it's like you were kind of sitting with friends and you guys were all just like smacking and joshing on each other. I like didn't really feel more Um, like a movie. It felt more of a. Before, like, I was watching, like, a yeah. clip of a bunch of YouTube videos. It kind of did feel like that, actually. I mean, they they tried really hard, maybe, to make it a movie with the daughter's storyline. And I didn't I didn't dislike her as much as um, Griffin did. But I didn't... Um, I, I liked their little band of, of girls trying to go and, and do this thing for their one friend. And it winds up turning on its head. And I that was kind of interesting to me. But... Um, yeah, I'm there. When I say that I like the characters, I just those are those are the people. When I see those people, this is how I associate them. This is what I want Ben Affleck to look like. I don't want him to be what he seems like in real life a little bit, which is really kind of a mess. It's hard to grade it because I feel like I'm grading people and not characters. I'm That's not the really problem. You kind of are grading like people. Half of them are playing either themselves or their 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 characters are so meta to the point where it kind of just is themselves. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And and yeah, I just can't think of I I'm going to I'm going to stick with probably a 
three on the characters. I don't like being middle of the road on this, but I think I'm going to. It's kind of hard not to, because like, there's some that, are, that like cameos that I think work really well, and there's other parts of this one where it's like, why, why are we doing this at all? I don't get it. <laughs> like the Chris Jericho cameo? It's not like this is an hour and 20 minutes. This is like an hour and 50 minutes long. Like We could have cut some stuff. Like We, we did not need all <laughs> we this. We could have cut... The whole KKK scene was like, what is oh, happening completely here? Ancillary. Once they stole, stole the Scooby van, I was like, okay, what? Well, they had to do happening? the Scooby van this time. They had to do it with um, with Red and uh, the, the guys from uh, How High. Method Man. And Method Man, mm, yeah. yeah. We had to have that because that yeah. mirrors the Scooby van, and then they wake up in a weird place. That's That mirrors the original right. one. So I, I get what they're going right, for right. with a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm the highest on Millennium Falcon. I like Millie a lot. I like her character a lot, and I think she's a good actress. I like her. Um I like her the whole time. She's probably my favorite character. I'm a little annoyed at the beginning of this. I, I uh, the jokes aren't working for me anymore. They're because I I don't see the characters anymore because they're so older. I w- it, I really noticed it when Jay and Silent Bob are with um with Brody with Jason Lee in the comic book shop, and I'm like, oh, yes, watching yeah. watching these fifty year old men do their old shtick is not good anymore. It is not, it hurts a little bit actually. I was like. I, well, you just gotta take that's it out what of it. it was. Don't, don't, I, I'm thinking that's it. what it was, but for me, I was just, I kind of felt like I was like, did they not have makeup people for this movie? Because that's kind of what it felt like to me. It looked, I mean, it, yeah, Jason Lee looked freaking like he just shaved his mustache from My Name Is Earl and walked on. Like he, did, <laughs> he was, he was looking rough. But um, like, everyone's look looking rough good. though. Like it's, it's not like I mean, I guess, I guess Kevin Smith lost weight, so good for him. But like, it, it just. Uh, it feels very shade of itself, and I know that's part of the whole thing. But the new characters, the new squad, I kind of I like their their shit. I kind of like a lot of the new characters. I kind of like. Them. Oh, I, I like, like the whole girl yeah. gang except the except the main. <laughs> no, I I like her, and I I do get I get a little when we get to this feel I get a little emotional at the at when she when she has to she has to pour on pour it on thick with uh, with Jay in the front seat because uh, I never cared about Jay much. Mm. Jay was never a care of the original gang of characters from the old movies. He's not really one I ever connected with, and I I like him having some depth and emotion, even if it's uh, even if it's in this horribly dumb movie like. I'm totally fine with that because because <laughs> the dumbest stuff in this movie I'm I really like I don't laugh at much of all that stuff I don't the callbacks like the, the like some about half the callbacks work most of the new comedy doesn't um, except for like a yeah. couple of stand up moments like the the, the uh, Shen Yu doing the little uh, recorder thing you didn't love the whole court scene I, I like hater scene. I like the hater tot shit I, maybe it's just because I like Fred Darmason <laughs> but like again he's a new character I like his thing but then there's other stuff like the the Chris Jericho in the KKK thing don't care I don't care about the Molly Shannon <laughs> don't understand I don't care about the Molly Shannon oh, Southwest yeah. uh, South Best Airlines I know we need that scene to get them to go on the road trip but like. I, I it's and it's just you know it, I've heard that Kevin Smith story over and over again where he was too fat to fly they kicked him off the plane and he goes on another thing like uh, I, I like I get it I, I I'm I'm tired of it it's so much it's all the time um, so the characters are I'm gonna go with them like three with Mama K because it is a really mixed bag um, I like Jay Silent Bob and Millie though so that's strong but mm. um but, oh, but I, Shen Yu, I like all that comedy bit. Well, we get to with her at the end, though. Ooh, I do not like that. Don't like yeah. any of that. I, I don't care for it at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little squirming in my seat with cringe, actually, thinking about it. Um, but uh, the, 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 the visual and sound, again, not the movie that's made for this. But uh, Mama K, what do you think of that? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with what the best part of this movie is. And that is the the background music that's playing all the time. Uh, it's I feel like it's a lot of it's throwback to early, early stuff, mall rats and clerks and uh, that type of oove. And I, I like that because it's, it's always playing, but you don't really notice it. Um, and then there's a point in time where it's I don't know. It's it's a it's a lot when they're when they're at Chronic Con and it's supposed to look a lot like Comic Con and it looks exactly like Comic Con. Like I'm I'm kind of like this is this is really Comic Con. They're doing a really great job of of portraying something that they're making fun of, sort of, and and bringing to a different light. It's a ten million dollar um, budget. I think they so do those, decently well with it. Oh, they, I thought they did. Yeah. Really well. So that's the yeah. That's the plus sides of it. The The backside of it is what I was saying earlier about the, them not hiring a makeup artist. I mean, I realize these people are, you know, 20 years removed and 25 year, years removed from from clerks and, you know, 20 years removed from some of the other stuff. But it's just like, 
Wow. I mean, I felt like I felt like I was sort of watching. I feel like, you know, now that we're in COVID and you're seeing a bunch of people uh, coming on YouTube and on on Instagram stories and they're not wearing as much makeup as they normally do and all of that. That's what it feels like to me. I was sort of like, were they like, did they know that this was coming and that we needed this? We needed people to look ordinary because these people look super ordinary. And in some cases, just like Val Kilmer, bloated beyond belief. Um <laughs> So it was. Kind I still of can't a, believe Val kind of Kilmer a... like in this. I'm like that. It looks so horrible. It just looks so horrible. All of that whole. It was part almost is jarring. Terrible. It was so weird. It was just. It was really kind of jarring. I was just like, why is this happening? I get it. He was sort of a you know the Batman throwback, and he's the well, one yeah. Batman. I'd say out of the out of the Batman, who else are you gonna get? You're not gonna get anybody so. else. Maybe Michael Keaton. I mean, you got Ben Affleck. Like, he's still, got, he's got... still in things. I think it would have been funnier to have an Affleck. Do <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. I mean, he was already in the movie. I guess, but they had, Why not they already had it? made fifteen Batman jokes when he was when he did his little thing. Like, we, yeah, we, yeah. I guess he could have, but well, and I thought he and Kevin Smith were beefing, so I was actually kind of surprised that he was in it and that he was in it sort of as much as he was. So, um, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm sorry. Going back to video and sound. So those are the highlights for me was the the how the Chronic Con part looked, and then the music sort of that was the background of of the whole um of the whole show. Otherwise, it was just wow. I mean, um. <laughs> It, there were yeah it, the way things were filmed was just so old looking like i could i can imagine just watching this movie and thinking that she was watching a movie from like 1992 i can't imagine you know, just so. watching this movie okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying you didn't think- I, and I, and I think well, I'll save it for the end. What I think other people are gonna feel like when they watch this movie. She might but, like the girl squad, um, but that would be yes. about it. Like she wouldn't, she couldn't take this. So yeah, I'm the. It's gonna be uh, because of the music. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a two point five. Otherwise, it's really more like a one point five. What do you think, G? Uh, I agree with the music uh, with Mama K about the music and the Chronicon thing because it is it Chronicon actually looks really nice and it looks really like actually what. Comic-Con or, like, those events would look like. And, uh, mostly the... I love the whole movie sequence that they did with their pretend movie that they're that they're shooting. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Because, um, I loved how they'd had uh, Tommy Wong in there. Tommy Chong? Tommy Sorry. Chong. Tommy Chong, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was a great part. And just their whole, like, scene of them cutting back and forth to the camera was really nice. And, uh, <laughs> so... Mostly besides that, though, the, the movie felt... Like yeah, it was old and it kind of was got like a '90s vibe, but maybe that's kind of what he was trying to get at because you know that's kind of Kevin Smith's that's thing. True. So I'll probably give it yeah. like a I'll give it a three. Yeah, he, I mean Kevin Smith's not known for his cinematography or his his visual style. Like it's always <laughs> been like just put a camera on two guys talking about stuff and then that's like the shot. Um, so it, I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from uh, from this in that way. Uh, there's a couple of things he does do that I hate and it's one of them is the green smoke effect whenever they're smoking or like when a smoke bomb goes off or his green smoke effect is horrendous. Yeah. I hate it. I really hate it. I hated it when he did it in the in the early 2000s and I hate it still now. It's terrible. I really It's like so- Poison Ivy from the second Batman movie. It's really bad. But- from the fourth Batman movie, from Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, is that Batman and Robin? Poison yeah, Ivy is right. Batman and Robin. That's, that's the right. that's the Joel that's Schumacher right. one where nothing makes any. That's that, right. that plot makes about as much sense as this plot. Um, so <laughs> I, I hate I hate I hate when he does it. I really hate it. Um, but some things I liked. Uh, soundtrack. I guess I didn't notice much of you guys. I think it was probably the similar stuff he always kind of has. So like like punky rocky kind of music. Um. I know he played like the the Pearl Jam song at the end because because daughter, oh, um, I didn't like that but song. there is, well yeah because it involves your least favorite character, but uh, but I did yeah. um, I like uh, specifically one that you guys didn't pull out when they it's real quick but when they're in the Comic Con they're rubbing from room to room it's like oh there's James uh, Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek because they were in the first Batman and Chronic and the original reboot and then oh they run to the room with the comic book guys those are a bunch of Kevin Smith yeah. stories who run the comic book store then they run into the 25th anniversary clerks room and they're in the we- they're like weird black and white like themselves it's, it's yeah, yeah, the actors today 
And then and then Jay yeah. and the Republic themselves, and they're also black and white, and they like have a freak yeah. out because like you know that's that's like a whole that's extra meta. That's like 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 yeah. meta quantum realm shit. So I like I like the way that scene <laughs> looks, and that like that brought some good. I, I I got a good chuckle out of that. Um, but yeah, the rest of the movie looks like a Kevin Smith movie, so fine, passable, and then occasionally so horrendous that I want to look away. I don't like the bat cave stuff or the blunt cave stuff. I don't like any of that. They're all clearly in different rooms and there's a lot of fake green smoke that I really I hate the green smoke. So I'll go with one okay with a two five because there's some there's some uh, creative stuff in here that I didn't think Kevin Smith's really capable of. I love when Fred Arvison's standing on top of the van throwing tater tots at them. That's a good <laughs> shot. I like uh, when he starts <laughs> trying to eat them. He's trying to throw them at him. And then, and then, he, yeah, then he starts to try to catch them in his mouth. And then when they drive away, he's passed out there. Clearly a stunt double because Fred Arvison's not doing that. But then there's yeah. just tater tots all over the ground. I like that. There's, 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 it's not without its creative moments. But... Um, yeah, two five. Yeah, for that's me. not great though. I mean, that's just like if you saw that in a regular movie, you would just think that that's mediocre. You know? Yeah, but I mean? in the, like, but it's but it fits the tone here. It's like if I saw that in yeah, if I saw saw that in another you know dumb stoner comedy, I would think it's really good. If I saw that in like you know a, a serious action film, I would be like, why was this here? <laughs> but it's all it's all context. You mean like related. bad boys. Yeah, bad boys is not serious. Bad like, boys is horrendous. <laughs> um, the end of this movie. Uh huh. So they yeah. get to the they get to the 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 thing. They get to the Chronicon, and then once Kevin Smith, the 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 real Kevin Smith, is on stage, he's blowharding around, uh, talking about his movie, talking about uh, all his all his shit that he always does. Um, the uh, Silent Bob is gonna knock him out and take his place on stage with Millie, um, and and wants to bring up uh, the what's her name Sean Sean Yu as like the biggest fan of that's why that's why the right. girls want to go there she's the that's biggest why fan they're going, yeah. of Blunt Man across that's the the foursome of girls motivation again flimsy and a little loose and they're all friends because they are all in a chat room because they uh, they all don't have their fathers it's good it's I think it's actually a pretty good excuse for why these four people who have nothing really in common to be friends so I'm I give that a pass. Um, so they bring out, uh, so she goes up there and she reveals she's actually a Russian spy and, uh, all of yep. the cock knocker, uh, goons are actually also Russian goons to what works for her. She goes on several long monologues while passing the gun around the stage at different heads, uh, until Iron Bob smashes through the door, uh, <laughs> after, uh, after Jay does their little intro. I'm Jay. This is my hetero life mate. Iron Bob in this case. Uh, big fight scene ensues, and then uh, Meta uh, Meta Kevin Smith, the director, comes back on stage, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll do a dissolve fade here to the quick stop. It's a fine way to end that, yeah. I suppose. Um, and then uh, Jay is showing Millie how to lean against a wall and bullshit at the quick stop while Dante tries to open the locks again, and then we hear that Jay and Silent Bob have been jamming gum in the locks for the past 25 years. So... <laughs> That's yeah. the end of this movie. Resonance and feel. Um, this is Griffin's turn. What do you think of that? Uh, so the resolve or the end is not the best part of this movie, I would say. Just because uh, <laughs> mostly the whole reveal of everyone being Russian spies was a bit off because, you know, you feel. I would feel like there's this small Asian girl and then she becomes Russian and then you got to be like, don't discriminate, bro. <laughs> Because they're not the same, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. which is uh, interesting, and uh, that's what I thought they were going to do with it, but they but, didn't. But the, the the deaf black girl saves the day because she can survive the sonic boom because she doesn't have hearing, so. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's that. And then they have uh, Iron Bob, which is, which I think they could have made better if they made him like do like what they did in the Iron Man movies with him like shooting like kind of fire out of it. Because that's what they did in the Iron Man suit. shoots, like, fire and shit. And that, that would have been really sick if he started shooting, like, fire out of the people. <laughs> that would have been... I, think they just, I don't know if they quite had the budget for that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, right. that, that could have been interesting. No, I just think it would have it would have matched more to, like, more of the, like, uh, just the kind of the feel of the movie. Because it, it felt a little too serious at the end. Which is not what I thought this movie was going to be mm. coming into it. So, uh, the resonance of feel, I'll probably yeah. give, like, a two... Oh, okay, pretty low resonance to feel. What do you got? Um, okay. Yeah, I'm probably gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I mean, the the ending was really awful. Um, with the whole Chinese girl, probably my favorite character of that crew, turning into like I don't know a really bad Natasha Romanoff, and then we have Iron Man come oh, it's in. Horrible. It's horrible. I'm very really confused bad. about <laughs> all of that stuff. 
I think, you know, this is like one of those things where Kevin Smith really wanted to pretend to be Iron Man. How am I going to fit this into the movie? Let's do it like this. Yes. Um, you know, I, I know that's what's happening. So it's less offensive to me because because I know that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, I really liked her character. I, I liked her character as part of the crew. And so when this happened, I was like, no, don't do that to her. Yeah, maybe somebody else, but not her. Her character was the coolest. Um, so that was a bummer for me. But I think that, you know, this kind of gets it. I don't know that I'm the typical audience for a Kevin Smith movie, but no. I do like them because that shock it shocks me their... that you like any of these movies really i mean <laughs> other than other than clerks for its indie charm but other than that i'm surprised you like anything chasing really chasing amy i mean that's i mean i, I mean it's really good but good it's movie. still also fairly childish and it's it's of his humor which i'm i guess it's, i'm surprised you like i'm surprised you like jane so bob like people yeah i d- i do i and i think it's just because i that it's a total um it's a total different genre than i guess what i would normally like i don't know i i really do like it though i i and i i think i would get sick of it if i were if this were all i was watching if this was like my jam but you know i i kind of you know i give it a two and a half a resonance and feel because of that because it was nice going back there um i think that you know i know that there's plans for clerks three but i'm thinking yes maybe it's time to stop we're really at the point in our lives kevin smith um that the you know this is starting to get a little sad (laughs) (laughs) so I mean, he tried doing other stuff, <laughs> so, and like most of it has just not been. Even this, the one that I like, post Viewisk Universe Red State. I mean, even that did not. I mean, people don't love that movie. It doesn't. It didn't get any traction anywhere. And then his his Tusk br- Bratwurst movies, or I can't even. <laughs> they're not really watchable. Yeah, but maybe he just finds other people to act in things that he wants to write. I mean, that maybe if you find a younger crew to do that kind of stuff, that might be what he needs to do but i know that that's gonna be hard for his ego to kind of take, yeah so. he can't do that i would love um, to see him write and have someone else direct like like a like a james gunn or a, someone like that yeah yeah but i think oh i think he's a really good writer but he's but, yeah not the best director he's not the best director he he's a good writer but um i mean yeah. i think i think so that's that, been obvious forever though yeah that's so that's where i land with that it's a little you know it's it's yeah yeah, I like the. Uh, I I am surprised at not just myself. I'm I'm not shocked you guys didn't feel any emotional resonance really for Millie and Jay's relationship, uh, and I'm shocked at myself for even caring at all. But I did. I can't. I'm not gonna like, come out here and be like it was shoehorned and it was dumb because it kind of was. But I it doesn't matter. I I I almost got teary eyed when they had their little <laughs> moment in the. So I no, it really they really did work for me a lot. I I can't really verbally explain why I, there's not really even a real yeah. I think it, it was just making, no, I have I, I have no defense for it I'm probably objectively wrong in this situation <laughs> and I will take that but I can't lie and say that I didn't feel it, it so just, that's I was just like I, crawling okay. in my seat when I was listening to them talk no that's the yeah, you you, was... you have the appropriate reaction I am incorrect here but I I, I can't lie and say I, that's what I felt I really did feel like um yeah your feelings are valid Brennan they're valid I mean they're not I mean sometimes <laughs> feelings are not valid and I I I recognize mine are not valid here, but that that is I incorrectly felt things for that, so I'm going to give that points for that. Um, uh, I like seeing a lot of our old people here um, sometimes, and then other times, like it's just gross and sad to see some of the old people. But it's it's like a mixed bag of all that. (laughs) I by old people. I mean, they're not old, old, but like you know, we're used to we're used to seeing them always as. 20 somethings and now they're 40 to 50 somethings so it's just it's just different um i i i hate the end i really do i hate that i hate that whole russian thing and kevin smith being himself in this movie is too much i like the blowhardy director types because i think they make good shit like tarantino's like that darren aronofsky's like that like a lot of other directors of all kinds of different genres writer directors uh like they're super into themselves and super like all about like the as people they're probably kind of insufferable but they I think those people tend to make good art uh, not that Kevin Smith makes art per se Wouldn't say um, it's but yeah. it's a type I mean it's it's a type of yeah. thing um, but I I think when he's not the ending's terrible. But I still felt a good amount in this. I liked revisiting it for the most part. Um, so I'm gonna give it like a three. 
I thought it could have been better. Like, um, like, I thought if they had more of a budget, Oh, it could have been better. No, I was like, if, if it had more of a budget, I think it would have been better. I just don't think... It was a whole budget problem, I think, for the end. I don't know if he would do more with a budget, though. His highest budget movie, I think, is Zack and Miri, which we, it was cost like $50 million or something. Mm-hmm. And you look at that movie, and it looks like all of his movies. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't make <laughs> stuff that, like would require more than a 10 million dollar budget like this this is one of his more ambitious looking movies if you look at like dogma you can tell that was made on a 20 million dollar budget and it should have been made on like yeah. an 80 million dollar budget but mm. like i think yeah. that's just what he makes and like i don't i don't i don't think he could make a movie like this any better than he did other than cutting out some just there's, there's stuff to cut. He doesn't like to cut his stuff. And he yeah. even he even the stuff he cut, he put in the credits. Like, he still couldn't even really cut <laughs> right. it from the movie. So. <laughs> uh, some, of the, some of the parts in the credits are actually kind of good. Yeah, some of the parts of the credits I thought were better than like than the, the diversions we had in, in this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's... Also, can we talk for a minute about having Stan Lee and having such yeah. a nice little, you know, piece to him? This was his last sort of hurrah before he died so i yeah. think that that was really I like the very little conversation they had at the end of the tape that was that was yeah. really nice that was good, that was good. Yeah. um yeah so that's the end of jane silent bob reboot uh mama k would you recommend this movie <laughs> yeah i would recommend this movie i think this was great to see right now it's just something you have to be able to let go of any preconceived notions of anything but you do have to have a background in kevin smith because otherwise i think it would be completely insufferable um it's way too way i know we've said this word a lot but it's way too meta uh and that's the best part about it for me is all the meta i'm surprised you like as much as you do because you don't like indulgent indulgence and this is like the most indulgent thing ever like (laughs) i i don't but it kind of hit all the all the high notes that i like about kevin smith stuff so i you know somehow he pandered to me and i'm i i was there for it so it could have been a i i see where it could have been a huge miss honestly um but whatever you know he he it came through for me and it came through with um some characters that we hadn't seen before that i was really happy to see like you said the fred armanson character i really like him um so i think he just it all hit for me with the exception of the ending val kilmer and the whole kkk i like just seeing bloated val kilmer for 60 seconds like like took a hit like that's that's a measurable so hard um so so I'm going to recommend it to it's people that I think uh, would like it, which is probably the people I'm talking with right now. Griffin, would you recommend? Uh, I would recommend it if you go watch his older movies first and then watch this movie. I mean, this this one is not even close to as good yeah. as his old movies, but like I still think it was still fun to watch for at least like probably half of the movie was fun to watch. It's just the, the painful end was really hard to watch. And the... Uh, <laughs> And the I like the, the some of the cameos are nice. I love uh, Tommy Chong because you know he's the man. And uh, uh, some of the of uh, <laughs> most of the callbacks from the old movies like Dogma and Mallrats are nice. It would be nice if you actually saw those movies before you saw this movie. But yeah, if you did, I would recommend. Yeah. If you did not see those movies, I would probably stay away from it. Since you're the, you like the the more movies than Malke and I, is this? How bad, like, you're saying it's worse than most of his old movies. Is, this, is anything better wor- than this that you've seen of him? Like, or is no, this, this is, I think this is probably my least favorite one I've seen. Actually, have you seen Cop Out? And mm. I haven't uh, seen Cop Out, and, so because uh, I don't, I, I totally even forgot that was a movie. <laughs> so, of all the ones that have Jay and Silent Bob in them, yeah, it's basically that whole storyline, but the, it's the worst one of that whole storyline of the Jay and Silent Bob yeah. movies. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, this is uh, it's this it's very easy. If you are a hardcore diehard fan, this will be enough for you to enjoy. I'm kind of with Griffin, where I'm like, this is the this is not great. This is not better than anything he really did. But I mean, mm, no, I'm trying to think. Like, I might watch this again before, like maybe Mallrats, because I don't I don't really enjoy Mallrats that what, much. What you don't um, like about it? He shits on a on his hand and then rubs it on chocolate pretzels. I don't like that. <laughs> there's a lot of shit. In, there's a, there's a lot of there's, there's the there's the there's the three nip the three nippled fortune teller. Um, I don't like I don't like Ben Affleck and Mallrats. I love that. There's a lot of stuff in Mallrats I don't care for. 
There's stuff I like. Like I like when <laughs> Ethan Suple won't look away from that painting until he sees the the, the ship. I like that. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. Mallrats has a lot of problems for me. This this is as about as good as Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which I always thought was f- uneven and fine and occasionally funny and mostly kind of hard to watch. But um, I'm still, <laughs> despite saying all that, I'm recommending it to the hardcore Kevin Smith fans. And since I am at least somewhat of a Kevin Smith man, I've seen most of his stuff, so I have to be a fan. I, I will recommend it for them. And like you guys said, if you do not watch any Kevin Smith movies, especially the ones with Jay and Silent Bob, do not watch this. You will not get it. <laughs> it will be annoying to you. And uh, yeah, that's that's yes. the end. Three, three conditional recommends uh, for Jay and Silent <laughs> yes. Bob Reboot. Um, we've got more listener suggestions on our way. Um, please suggest things to us because we, we have a good amount, but I know like new stuff's coming out on Netflix and, and Hulu and prime and all those. I just saw one on Netflix, the platform. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do that one. So I'm just gonna say right now, watch the platform. It's a really good Spanish language film dystopian. Um, a lot of good stuff coming out on streaming bueno. still consistently. Uh, so if you have anything you want to hear us review, Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. You can reach us there. You can reach out to me individually on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. You can email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And you can reach out to Mama Clay on Twitter. She runs our Twitter account, and that is at filmswomenpod. So there's the places you uh, recommend things to us. We've got more recommendations coming up. So if you recommended something to us somewhat recently, we would probably have at least one or two of the things you recommended. A lot of people sent us lists. I like lists. So that's good. That's good too. Um, I think that's it for this one. Griffin, thank you for coming back. And I'm okay. Thank you for being on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.